Hi, I'm Elena Delosier of the Washington Institute for Near East Policy, and I'm with Christian Orkson from the Baker Institute. Uh, so we thought today we might talk about golf politics and specifically uh, Mohammed bin Salman's trip across the Gulf. Yes, well, thank you, Elena. Well, Mohammed bin Salman has been going to all the other Gulf countries, beginning with Oman and the UAE, then continuing on to Qatar, Bahrain, and uh, Kuwait. Um, what do you have to? What's your view so far on the first couple of stops? Yeah, so I thought the the fact that he chose Oman first was interesting. Uh, of course, uh, Sultan Haytham's first big uh, external trip was to Saudi, so it might have been sort of in return for that. Uh, but but even still, it's a big deal for Saudi to go to Oman first. It it denotes how that relationship is getting closer. Now, I don't think the Omanis are are you know giving up their neutral policy by any stretch. But it is interesting that Sultan Haytham is is uh, fostering a slightly better relationship with Saudi than we saw uh, under his predecessor. And and so out of out of Oman, you've got MBS leaves Oman and he goes to the UAE. And for me, I think the story with the UAE these days, I mean, of course, he went to he saw both the Abu Dhabi leaders and the Dubai leaders. There's no surprise there. Uh, but I think the interesting bit between Saudi and the UAE these days is the economic competition. So as all the Gulf states start to think about what a post-oil economy looks like, they're starting to, you know, sort of fight over the same finite resources. Everybody wants tourism, uh, those kinds of things. And so you, everybody wants Western business, uh, foreign direct investment. Uh, and there's only so much of that to go around. So you're starting to see a real economic competition heat up. I mean, Dubai and the UAE have been in this mm -hmm. this game for a while and the Saudis are sort of just entering. So you start to see some of that, that competition and I think that'll continue. Uh, I wouldn't call it a rivalry or anything quite so, you know, headline grabbing. I think it's just competition as they start to move towards a post-oil economy. Uh, so after the UAE, uh, Mohammed bin Salman went to Qatar. So any any other thoughts I missed on Oman or UAE? Or do you want us to tell us what you think about Qatar? Well, yes, I think the economic comp competition is taking the place of some of the geopolitical rivalries. And they were rivalries, I think, that mm -hmm. sort of characterized Gulf politics over the decade that just passed, the decade that began with the Arab Spring and has now ended with the pandemic and obviously with the reconciliation agreement that was signed at the... GCC summit in January 2021. Uh, the visit of MBS to Qatar is interesting. The Emir of Qatar has been four times this year to Saudi Arabia. And so this is the first time MBS has reciprocated. And I think it's emblematic of the general improvement of relations between Saudi Arabia and Qatar. And the fact that on on the geopolitical level, at least, the Gulf rivalry does seem to be a thing of the past. And um, the interesting thing now is that we have the next GCC summit coming up in just over under a week on the 14th mm -hmm. of December. Do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I think that it'll be interesting. It's interesting that MBS had this trip right before because it's a little bit of a shoring up to, you know, I guess, bring people together. And so the, the Gulf states will come together for this GCC summit. And it's it's you know right as talks about Iran are going on, so I think Iran will be a big part of the conversation. 
Uh, and of course, you've got the, the Abraham Accords have changed some of the relationships in the region uh, over the last year or two. Uh, and as you mentioned, the rift um, has, you know, gone away, at least on the surface. Uh, you and I both know that Bahrain and Qatar still have some things to work out, but broadly speaking, the Qatar rift has gone away. Uh, and so, you know, there's some, some differences this year. So we'll have to keep an eye on the final communique. Uh, I think in addition to seeing how how the language on Iran shapes up and whether there's any new language related to the fact that a lot of the Gulf states, the UAE, Saudi, are talking to Iran now, if there's any sort of language about negotiation with the Iranians, something like that. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, what's the language on the Palestinians like? What's the language on Israel like? Uh, and then you've got things like Syria. Uh, where there's a real split. Can you talk a little bit about that, the split, uh, uh, you know, the differing opinions on, on issues like that? Yeah, well, there is no consensus across the GCC. So it will be interesting to see whether the leadership at the summit do tackle things like Syria and Lebanon too, where they, mm -hmm. GCC historically has not had a cohesive position. And it may be, as you say, that Mohammed bin Salman's regional trip ahead of the summit is to try and hammer out some sort of basic line consensus ahead of it. I think also that MBS's visits are designed for, to really show the international community that MBS can be a statesman, that he can move away from the reputation he developed under the Trump administration and actually play a role in regional politics. And I think that was very clear at Alula when he was front and center. And I think it may not be a coincidence that he's front and center in the run up to this summit as well. MBS a statesman, very different from the reputation he had a couple of years ago. Totally agree. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me today. Yes, no, likewise, and let's see what happens next week. Okay, sounds good. Thank you.